Welcome to Do My Dishes with Sha. I'm your host, Shereen Laughlin. So, I would like to speak directly to Adrian, Kobe, and Noah. Now, my audience might not know who they are. But I'm going to tell them, I love you with everything I have. You mean so much to me. You'll never know how much you mean to me. And now that your dad's gone, I will always be there for you. Do you understand? I'm here for you any time. You know how to get me. You can reach me anytime. Well, all three of you. I loved your dad so much and he knows that and you know that. All the craziness that happened in the end, that was a complete breakdown of communication. It was fear. It was people being scared. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know when people are in the ICU, they're, they are fucked up. Like, they're mentally fucked up. I have video of your dad when he got off the ventilator telling me, Babe, I love you so much. We got to get all my wishes on paper. Like, let's get a lawyer. I love you. Everyone's confusing me. They're telling me all these crazy things. Now, listen. The reason people were telling your dad crazy things your grandparents wanted your dad in a home. And it's totally reasonable for them to want that. That is not a bad thing. And they were acting really weird, like, a few months up until he went into the hospital. Like, I didn't understand it. He didn't. Your dad didn't understand it. But what I said to your dad was, you know what? People act crazy when they're fucking scared. They were scared. They didn't know what to think. They were like, oh my God, he needs to be in a home. But what they didn't understand was what we were doing at home was already above and beyond what any home would ever do. They, you know, this whole abuse conspiracy, it was crazy. It's like he was sick in the ICU and he was losing his marbles so they were asking him and pushing, like, did you guys ever argue? Did you guys ever? So he's going in his brain and he's picking out things that happened years before he was even in a wheelchair. And even things that happen in other relationships. Listen, your grandparents are amazing. Nancy. Mel. Sandy. And Jack, bless his soul. They didn't know what the hell to think. Like, they're like out of it themselves. They're older. I told your dad, listen, they're confused. They're fucked up. Because he said to me, why is everyone acting weird? Why are they turning on you? I was like, babe, they're scared. They're scared for you. It's unfortunate that 
when your dad was in the ICU that all this crazy suspicion came up and like it's it's really sad. It's really fucked up. But listen, like you know your dad. If he wasn't happy, he would never agree. He would never agree to stay with somebody. We had a nurse in our house for eight months, and you know what she told me after your dad died? She said, Shireen, I asked him every day, are you happy? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel abused? Do you want a PSW? Do you want... Guys, your dad was totally happy. If he wasn't happy with me, he would have said, fuck you, bitch. He would have left, like, way earlier. He would have told his mom... They were in contact all the time. Jonathan lived with us. Noah was there on the weekends. He would have been like, call 911. I don't love her. Blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. Unfortunately, when people get sick, confusion happens. It is what it is. But you listen to me, boys. I fucking love each and every one of you. And I will continue to love you the same way your father loved you. And I know you have great moms and your moms love you guys so much. But you know, I want you to know, we're here for you. Me and Jonathan, we're still your family. Regardless of what happened and what got twisted in the hospital, that doesn't change what we are. I'm your stepmom, Noah. Kobe, Adrian, I'm your stepmom, and Jonathan's your stepbrother, and nothing will ever change that. And Evan and Emma are still Jonathan's cousins. It doesn't matter what anyone says or does. You know that Jonathan told me the other day we were on his bike, he goes, Uncle Jason taught me to ride a bike. And I'm like, I, I know, babe. Because Scott was in the hospital. Before he died, like, I think it was like seven or eight months before. And it was like May 2015. He was in the hospital. And Jonathan stayed at Uncle Jason's. Jason taught Jonathan to ride a bike. And he'll never forget that. Evan... Emma, Adrian, Kobe, and Noah. Don't ever forget, Jonathan's here for you. He loves you, and I'm always here for you. Evan and Emma, I'm always your aunt. It doesn't matter what got twisted in the end. I don't give a shit. I'm your aunt, and I fucking love you. And Noah, Adrian, and Kobe... I'll always be your stepmom. And if you ever need my support, I will always be here for you. Do you understand? I love you. I love all of you. What happened when Scott was in the hospital was a tra it was a tragedy. It was so sad that like things got so twisted in a way that was so bizarre. Like I didn't even know it was happening. It was like I got kicked off of a train that I could see was just going off in the distance and it was just crashing. But let me tell you, Scott Bennett 
its children. I love you. And I will always be here for you. Do you understand? Adrian and Kobe and Noah, I will always be here for you. And Scott's niece and nephew, Evan and Emma, I'm here for you the same way your uncle will be here for you. Okay? I highly doubt you'll ever hear this, but maybe you will. Maybe you'll be looking me up on the interwebs and you'll hear this. I love all of you. I love you so much. And Jonathan loves you. Don't ever forget that, okay, guys? So, I'd like to expand a little bit about what happened when Scott was in the hospital. So, when Scott was in the hospital, I stood by his side for like... I don't even remember how many days it was, but he was unconscious. And I sat there day and night. And I was like sending messages to his family with pictures of like his vital signs and his oxygenation and everything was looking good. And I sat there for night, every night, like night after night after night. I, I didn't want him to be alone. And then he finally woke up and that was when everything got fucked up because when he woke up, He was awake for a few days and it was like when he woke up I tried to communicate with him on a communication board and his family didn't want me communicating with him they're like no and I really didn't understand it I was like why won't you let him talk? They're like, he's tired. It's going to wear him out. I'm like, how could this wear him out? This is a very energetic person. He All he has is time. They didn't want him to communicate. And I didn't know. Anyway, as as time went on, whatever, here, like, well, let's fast forward to the crazy part. So the crazy part was the cops come to my door and they're like, no, first his brother calls me and he goes, out of respect for you, I just want you to know, Scott doesn't want you back at the hospital. I go, what? He's like, he's really freaked out right now. He's freaking out. I don't know what's going on, but. He doesn't want you back. I was like, what? What? Then I get a knock on the door and I open the door and the cops are there. And they're like, Scott doesn't want you back to the hospital. Do not go back there. Or you'll be accused of like trespassing. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Then I was like, oh, that's what Scott was talking about. 
Because earlier that day, he said to me, let's get a lawyer. You got to film me. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. So I had filmed him earlier that day saying, I love Shereen Lachlan. I want to live with her, blah, blah, blah. So I said to the cop, I have video footage of him earlier today. I don't know what the fuck happened, but... And he goes, uh, you can take that up in family court. I go, family court? Like, what's going on? So yeah, I was told, can't go back to the hospital. Scott doesn't want you there. La, la, la. I was like, this makes zero sense. I'm this person's caregiver. I'm there every day. I'm the one that called 911. He got in an, an induced coma because he had to be on a ventilator for like pneumonia, which we didn't even understand. I didn't even understand how he could have pneumonia if we had like nurses at our house all the time. So that gave us a false sense of comfort, I guess. Then he's in the hospital. He has pneumonia. He's on a ventilator. I was like, okay, well, like, this is fucked up. And then they're like, okay, well, you can't go back to the hospital. Like, you're not allowed, the family says. I was like, Have you lost your fucking mind? But I had a child to take care of. I couldn't... I couldn't jeopardize my child. Like, his dad's in the United States. I'm here. I'm like, oh my god. Like, what would happen if... You know, my instinct was to rush the hospital and, like, freak out. But I was like, I can't do anything because... I have a kid. So I had to sit there. I just had to sit there and be like, what the fuck? Anyway, two weeks later, he died. For a person who looks after a person. And who's there, brushes their teeth, wakes them up in the morning, does everything for them. To be separated from them and then for them to die. <laughs> you don't even want to know the devastation and honestly... I don't even think I can continue this.